Matters of the heart in relationships. There is that one moment in life as a young person when the pangs of love grip you and your heart burns with love. At times you struggle with your relationship. You are vexed with what the future holds. What is the word of God to say concerning the matters of the heart in relationships? Join Reverend Nomatuturu on a weekly podcast as he shares practical lessons and a personal experience on love. Build a solid foundation for your love life according to the Word of God, which is our light and lamp. Let's dive right in. A very warm welcome to you, our listeners. We want to welcome you to our second teaching of the new series that we began last week, Destructive Attitudes in Love Relationships. Last week we looked at um, two destructive attitudes in love relationships and we looked at dishonesty and pretense. Today we want to look at the love of money and anger. The love of money and anger. I believe that, you know, these are real issues that affect our love relationships almost on a daily basis. But I believe that God will help us. Allow me to pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you today. We bless your name. We appreciate you. We acknowledge you. We thank you for your loving kindness. We pray that the entrance of your word may bring light and understanding into our hearts and into our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. First Timothy 6 verse 6 to 10 says that, But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, with these we will be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 10 says, He who loves money will not be satisfied with money, nor he who loves wealth with his income. This also is vanity. Many people, may I say, as I, I, I introduce the love of money, many people have their confidence in marital things, material things. Many people, to start off with, some young people use material possessions as the yardstick of making a decision to say yes or no to a love proposal to a young man. And with changing seasons in this life, the ups and downs of this life, all of a sudden, the material things may vanish away and tear, and that can cause a love relationship to be strained. You can imagine if a young girl have agreed to a love proposal because she's seen that this guy has a Lamborghini, this guy has the latest shoe in town. Those things 
they vanish, you know, they are just vanity. They wear and tear with time. And if you make a, a decision to get into a love relationship, my dear young lady, because you are attracted by the type of suit that this guy wears, the type of shoe, the type of uh, a car that he drives, that should not be a yardstick or that should not be the the, 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 the thing that causes you to make a decision to say yes or no. You know, I remember when I, 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 I got into a love relationship, a friend of mine said to me, ah, how can you go for a pastor, my friend? Pastors are like this and that and that and so forth. If I had used that to say pastors are like this and that, they will not be able to take care of you and so forth, you know, I would have lost it. We must go beyond material things. And if anything, if a guy does not have material things, you know, with this life, one one way or another, God will always bring these material things that we look after. So it's so sad that especially nowadays, many young ladies, they will ask, does he have a car? Does he have cash? And so forth. So these things will vanish or they one way or another something happens they will just go away so the love of money has to do actually with covetousness many people believe that their happiness in a love relationship hinges on having nice cars nice furniture nice clothes like i said for ladies for ladies it's about having the latest peruvian or brazilian hair or somalian hair if there's anything like that so if these are not found in a relationship, the affair cannot be strained. So many people, they look at the material things. So when we read in Luke chapter 12, verse 15, and he says, take care and be on your guard against all covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. So we must know that our lives are not controlled, uh, are not determined by the possessions, the abundance of possessions or that we have as people. So the love of money draws many to be covetous and jealous. It's so sad, you know. This attitude might also, it, it, it's a subtle attitude, you know, especially during courtship. But as soon as lovers marry, they start comparing themselves with fellow friends. Even people, young people in love relationships, they can start comparing themselves with their friends. They start saying, you know what, so-and-so they drive a car, so-and-so they he, he, he takes his girlfriend out every fortnight and so forth. You, you actually see the love of money coming into play. And also even in terms of gift buying, you you see young people comparing themselves to say he doesn't buy me expensive gifts. He just buys me chocolates or just buys me small things that are less than $10. You must be able to live with what your standard uh, affords you. It's so sad that relationships can actually break because the love of money is in control. So we say it even when young people marry, they start comparing themselves with fellow friends, with churchmates, for instance, young lovers, and especially they begin to compare lifestyles, lifestyles of clothes, lifestyles of cars, lifestyles of where your children are going to for school. You know what? 
the love of money has destroyed many relationships, especially marital relationships. You see couples fighting, especially on the ladies' side. That lay many ladies they compare to say so and so they are home, they've got something like this, they've got this car, they are driving the latest car. Me, I've been like this. We, we are not improving in our home and so forth. Our children are not going to the best school. It's important. Paul says that we must be content if we have clothing, we have food. It's important. Life does not consist of the abundance of possessions that we have. Otherwise, if we start following on the abundance of uh, of possessions that we have, then our relationships can be strained. You find husbands and wives with strained relationships, especially nowadays to say, you know what, some women, they want the latest shoe in town. She wants the latest Peruvian hair that has come into town and so forth. The love of money is destructive. The love of money is destructive. It actually, you know, it's important for lovers to be content with what they have. I said some years ago, I remember a young lady who was refusing for a love proposal because she was saying that the guy looks uh, poor and so forth. You know what? You cannot judge a person with where they are today. You never know where God will take that person to. So we must be be able to be balanced in our search for wealth and riches. Let's be balanced. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Too much searching and seeking for money will cause people to, uh, you know, to have uh, the sorrows like what Paul says. So the love of money actually stifles the development of real love, especially the long-suffering aspect. May I say that true love bears all things, including seasons of dryness. You will notice that in a love relationship, same as well in a marital relationship, there are seasons of dryness where at times you don't have as a couple, you don't have as a, 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 a people in a love relationship. So, however, the love of money leads people to spoil their relationship and look for greener pastures. You know, you can imagine in love, marital relationships where we are in a season of dryness. Why? Because marriage comes in seasons. Relationships comes in seasons. You can have seasons of dryness. For instance, especially nowadays, we are in the COVID pandemic and you notice that some people have lost their jobs. It's a season of dryness. If one loves so much money, they can leave the relationship strained and go for greener pastures and that will not be good. Our second attitude we want to look at today is the attitude of anger. According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, anger is defined as a strong feeling of displeasure and usually of antagonism. Anger is also defined as rage, intense feeling or a fit of violent truth. James chapter 1 verse 19 to 21 says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of men does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul. So anger is usually a subtle attitude especially during courtship, yes, for many lovers. And unfortunately, may I say that it's a reality. Many anger issues arise after the wedding day. 
Remember, we said last week that at times in courtship, lovers pretend, but marriage is one institution that brings out your true character. You can't pretend forever. Many of us are slow to hear. We are quick to speak and quick to anger. When we do things in anger, the emotion takes control and many at times there is no thinking properly. It's amazing how many of us as Christians, we change the order of the scripture. We change the order of the word of God. Many of us are quick to speak. We are quick to, we are slow to hear and we are quick to speak and we are easily angered. You know, many of us, I said, we are slow to hear, we are quick to speak and quick to anger. When we do things in anger, the emotion takes control many at times. There is no thinking properly. Causes of anger in a love relationship could be due to frustration, disappointment of unmet uh, desires or unmet expectations. It causes anger. Many people make decisions out of anger. In love relationships, some disappointment comes as a result of unmet expectations. Like I said, you expect this guy to be always seeking after you to put you on their status. Maybe the relationship is two weeks old. You expect him to be on cloud nine on the moon. I was watching a, a certain video of a newfound relationship where the girl was mopping on grass. She was uh, like trying to cook in the kitchen, but she was drinking cooking oil because she's in cloud nine. It's a newfound relationship. So, But disappointments can come when you cannot, your expectations are not met. Your desired expectations in a love relationship are not met. So, for instance, the relationship is just two to three months. The person doesn't put you on status. Someone can get angry over that and think, I doesn't love me. He's not putting me on status. He's like, he's shy about me and so forth and so forth. Maybe forgetting your birthday, especially on ladies. I ladies, they get crazy when their birthday is forgotten. It causes them to get mad and crazy. So those are things that can cause anger. Or a guy forgets an appointment. Or someone comes two hours late for an appointment. So those are issues that bring anger. And I want to say, as long as people relate in love relationships, you will notice that anger issues are bound to happen. Opportunities for one to get angry are bound to happen even in a marital relationships. But what is important is for all of us, even as Christians, to practice the fruit of the Spirit. It's easy to talk and say the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faith, and self-control. But when you are faced with a practical life situation for you to practice the fruit of the Spirit, I want to say that many, when you are being counseled, may I say that be someone who is quick to hear. Don't be a believer who throws tantrums. Don't speak in the midst of anger. You say words that, you know, it's amazing that you hear couples or lovers say, I regret marrying you. I regret falling in love with you. I regret the day I said yes to you. It's amazing what anger can cause people to say. Anger actually makes us to do foolish things. Some ladies can block a guy for two weeks. Imagine. This is your lover. You block them from the phone for two weeks. Some can take a phone and hit it against the floor. You know, they can just storm out of a conversation. We are having a discussion as boy and girl or lovers because of anger, failure to control emotions of anger. Some can just, someone can storm out of a conversation. They can walk out on, 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 on the other person because of anger. May God help us. 
dear lovers, may God help us, dear couples. We must be able to control anger issues. One minute of uncontrolled anger, I always tell people, can kill a person. And you can imagine if you kill somebody because you have failed to control your emotion of anger. Many times you say, if you are not happy, if your emotions have been raised, ask to walk away. Don't just walk away. Ask not to speak, to say, you know what, I'm not in a position to speak now. Forgive me, I'll talk to you later. It's always important to make your emotions calm down. May I say that we destroy relationships by being quick to speak. Some of us are proud of our anger attitudes, actually. We break in our anger. You hear somebody say, you know what, me, that cannot be done to me. I cannot take this. We become so proud and we think that it's an amazing thing. May I say that we must only post about divine things, not the things of the flesh. Anger is an attitude that is fleshly. Anger is an attitude that you see see when someone uh, brings it out is because they are feeding their flesh. Ephesians 4 verse 26 says, be angry, but don't let the sun go down in your anger. Don't give opportunity to the devil. You know, it's so amazing that many people quote the scripture and say, but the Bible allows us to get angry. But it says, don't allow the sun to go down in your anger. If you get angry for two weeks, if you get angry for five months, are you in line with the word of God? We give opportunities in venturing into zones too much in anger. So some say Christ was angry and beat the people in the temple. Paul was angry. But the sun must not go down, like I say. More opportunities will be created uh, by for the enemy. So one minute of uncontrolled anger, like I said, can kill a person. Uncontrolled anger can result in verbal, emotional, or physical abuse. Some young men can get angry to the point of beating up their love. It's amazing. Why anger is destructive is because the other partner can just get tired of the tantrums and decide to end the relationship, which is actually better than ending marriage. I always say that a broken relationship is better than a broken marriage. But may I say, dear young lovers, it's important for someone to control your anger. Allow your emotions to be subject to the Holy Spirit, to be subject to the word of God. As Christians, we must allow the word of God to control us. There is nothing important. There is nothing that's uh, amazing about your failure to control your anger emotions. You must control your anger as a Christian. You, We must not be fleshly as Christians. We must not allow devils to rule us. So, in conclusion, may I say that uncontrolled anger leads to sin, actually. It drives away the presence of God. Remember, God is love. So, love goes a long way. So, if we can't control our anger, we drive away the presence of God. The sin brings forth death, you know, and because the wages of sin is death, so where anger is not put in check, eventually the relationship is spoiled and is cut off. When you are dominated by emotions of anger, you lose focus. Anger can cause you to forget the word of God and the principles of the word of God. May God help us in this season, dear lovers, those in marriage relationships. May God help us to be able to control our anger emotions. May the word of God be our rule. May the word of God be our ruler and be our plumb line. Like what our daddy bishop says, let the word of God be the plumb line. Let the word of God check you, check your emotions of anger, check your emotions of the love of money. 
Before I conclude, I want to give someone an opportunity to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. If you have never given your life to Christ, I give you an opportunity. It's not You cannot control anger, emotions if you are not born again because you are carnal, you are fleshly. You cannot control the love of money if the word of God is not resident in you. You need to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. First, say, Lord Jesus, I come before you realizing that I'm a sinner. Forgive me and wash me with your precious blood. From today, I commit my life and my heart to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. Let's meet again next week as we look at pride and unforgiveness as destructive attitudes in love relationships. God bless you. Mm -hmm.